everyone, and welcome back to Let's Draw for a Minute, the podcast that took a deep dive into Steven Spielberg's 1975 masterpiece and is now setting sail into uncharted waters to discover the world beyond Jaws. I'm your co-host, MJ Smith. And I am Sarah Buttery, and happy episode 100! Woo! 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 <laughs> uh, no one has come to party with us and celebrate, it's just Well, it's just there might be you. one person who came to party <laughs> with us, but on a separate podcast. Well... <laughs> We'll uh, more on that later. I mean, yep. yeah, everyone knows by now that yep. we're yep. going to have another podcast soon. Uh, Marty is not here to join this party for our hundredth episode. Sadly. I would love to talk about um, Marty. Talk to Marty about this movie. What a picture! What a picture! <laughs> uh, well, the film that we are talking about—sorry, the picture that we are talking—no, I can't. I can't use picture to no, describe no, this film. No, it feels no. sacred. <laughs> yeah, that's strictly um, for the Marty show. <laughs> yeah, the film that we are talking about this week uh, is uh, *Bait* from 2012. Not to be confused with another film called *Bait*, which came out in 2019, which I haven't seen, but by all accounts, pretty good. Not about sharks. Um, I think it's about the fisherman probably yeah, yeah um, you're right yeah there we go is that also uh, a shark movie no it's very no. much not a, it's very much not a shark movie at least not that i'm aware but yeah uh this okay bait. there's another movie sorry i don't mean to interrupt you there's a <laughs> jamie fox movie called bait from the year 2000 i thought i was making that up like a uh Sinbad Shazam thing, <laughs> but I just confirmed it, so I feel very vindicated okay. now. Okay, good. <laughs> well, uh, if you're watching along with us, make sure you watch the right bait, or maybe just watch the others. I don't know, they might be better. Um, yeah. This one is from 2012, uh, and it is about uh, a freak tsunami. This is a regular tsunami, right? Anyway, a freak tsunami traps shoppers at a coastal Australian supermarket inside the building, along with 12-foot great white sharks. Plural. There are two of them. There are two. Uh, It is directed by Kimball Rendell, and it stars uh, Xavier Samuel, Shani Vincent, Phoebe Tonkin, Kariba Hain, Dan Wiley, and Julian McMahon, and some other people as well. Uh... a bigger cast than the last Australian film we watched, which was That's The true. Reef. Uh, Open Water also had, like, mostly two people in here. <laughs> this has got a lot more in it. Uh, ratings uh, across the board, 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 44% on Rotten Tomatoes, it's the critic score, and 2.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd. I have seen this film before. MJ, this is a first watch for it you, sure I believe. Yep. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it on over to you. <laughs> so what did you think of Bait? It's a movie that I saw. <laughs> that, that was definitely a movie that I spent time watching. Indeed. I think, with the exception of Shark Exorcist, it has been my least favorite film that we've watched so far. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yep. It's not a good movie. And there's too many characters, and the effects are ass. Um, <laughs> and most of the characters are very unlikable. Sure. Or if they're not unlikable, I don't give a shit about them at all. <laughs> and it just takes forever to do some very simple sharky stuff that it mm-hmm. feels like, sh- like, yeah, I get it. 
And then also there is a very, very ridiculous scene involving a makeshift scuba suit. That <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, m- more on that later. So yeah, this is. I've seen this film before. Um, I would like to add an important caveat to that: that I last watched this film as part of Minor Martin's shit shark movie marathon that we did, where we watched. I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but we mentioned we watched about. 16 or 17 different bad shark films and we'd by the time we put bait on bait was not on our original list we had watched so many bad shark films i was like i can't cope i'm gonna have a breakdown so i was like we need to put on a couple of films that are like not great like i wasn't suddenly about to throw on jaws or something uh like let's put on some films that like aren't great but are better and at least competently made so last minute we shuffled into the lineup bait and 47 meters down i believe okay um and i (laughs) looked back on my letterbox rating and i'd previously given it three and a half stars and remembered quite enjoying it wow but i think that what had happened was it was just I was delirious shark when I watched it last is what time. Happened. Yeah, shark home syndrome. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what happened. It's <clears throat> I will say it's not. I have seen worse shark films, and I saw sure. worse shark films yes. on that day. It's it's not a good film, right? No. It's not. I had a lot more problems with it this time around than I did the first time I watched it mostly because of what you've said there are just too many characters Mm -hmm. and by pure chance the last two films that we have watched uh were the reef and open water two films that i i mentioned this when i was reading out the cast list had very limited cast i mean open water apart from the people on the boat is just the two people in the water the reef is for the most part for five people right very very limited so you really even though the action is like pretty straightforward and what happens is quite straightforward the fact that there's not that many people means it's easy to keep track of what's happening you care about the characters you have time to kind of think about like how they all know each other how Mm -hmm. one person's death affects the others whatever this one god what i had forgotten about this film is how much setup there is to put all of these disparate people into the supermarket together and like i only i only read out kind of like the the top people on imdb on on this cast list because there's so many others and you better believe this film takes the time to tell you why all of these people are in this freaking supermarket and like the only one that really matters is the i think he's called josh right the lifeguard guy who we see at the start that he was supposed to go out into the water to do something his buddy went and did it instead he got attacked by a shark um and that kind of led to the breakdown of his relationship and he has sort of carried this guilt this survivor's guilt with him all of this time he is really the only character that we kind of care that much about and i guess like his girlfriend as well because we met her at the start but then this film throws in there's uh uh two guys who are i guess doing an armed robbery of of the supermarket there's uh the manager a a cop a manager a cop who is then kind of like well he comes to arrest his own daughter for shoplifting weird 
Yeah, who is shoplifting even though her boyfriend works in the store. And all of these people, then there's two people like making out in the like yeah. below grounds car park. It's just too much. There's too much. There's too many people. I couldn't tell you any of their names apart from Josh and Bully the dog. More on him later. Um, I don't know who any. I I don't know who any of these other people are. Like the way I've referred to them in my notes is by caricatures and defining yeah. features. Yeah. Uh, like crazy Australian tattooed guy is what I've called yeah. the crazy Australian tattooed guy. Yeah. Um, Do you just <laughs> have the American just... guy named Quint? Because uh, he's the Quint. Is he American? I think Julian so. McMahon, right? The 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 co-conspirator on the robbery, like the other guy who I was going to. I think he's do meant to be Australian. I don't, know. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> that's something I want to talk about because the accents are crazy in this movie. Um, because apparently yeah. this was a joint production with Singapore, so there are some mm-hmm. people with like Singaporean accents in it, and then there are some people yes. that I thought were meant to be American, like. My roommate watched a bit of this movie with me, and she was like, why do half of them have Australian accents? And I was like, well, it's in Australia, so it's weirder that half of them don't have Australian (laughs) accents. But I fully thought the not-crazy robber guy was supposed to be American. I mean, he's Australian. Julian Julian McMahon is Australian. I did not hear an accent on that man whatsoever. I think he's kind of... I don't know if this was an intentional choice or or whatever, but it sounds like he's kind of minimizing his mm-hmm. what is his real accent, which is weird because it's an Australian film set in Australia. <clears> but yeah, that is kind of really only scratching the surface of problems with this film. I will yeah. say, I it's there are some very entertaining death scenes, and I yes. like that it kind of like goes there with the gore. Even though mm-hmm. it does look pretty bad, but then the only it thing doesn't. is, like, right. the effects are super inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, I get because there's some that are practical effects, and some of mm-hmm. the sharks are like animatronics as well, which yeah. is buck wild because they don't look it. No, uh, and like a film that came out however many years earlier in Jaws had animatronics that look better than this, and you yeah. would think that things would have advanced by this point, but. Uh, yeah apparently not but yeah even even when there are these moments of 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 gore and these death scenes that are like pretty brutal all Mm -hmm. told it's still hard to care because we don't these are just like a group of people who are just like thrown together in this situation and it's like they've had to tick every box it's like the cop the criminal the kind of like the the hero the the you know the guy who who does the thing at the end and then this the guy who sacrifices himself and the nut job and it's like they're literally just kind of like ticking all of these boxes and going every single person alive is going to find someone who looks like them or represents them in this film so tick 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 we've we've made a perfect film guys but it is it's not. It's just like if it was just a handful of people to to focus on, it would just feel a lot more. I would actually, you would feel the stakes then because I don't dislike the premise. Like it's no. it is buck wild. Like don't get me wrong, it is a <clears throat> ridiculous premise. But I am a real sucker, as I think I've said on this podcast before, for something that is just like handful of characters one location shit happens well like i love that stuff yeah so have you, have you seen crawl 
Mm-hmm. I freaking love that film. It's so mm-hmm. good. And this is just like, what if Crawl was shitty? Like, it's this. It's Very it's more so. or less the same premise, the exact same premise of like, the, this is a supermarket. That movie is a home, and it gets flooded, yep. and there's a gator in the basement, and the guy is trapped in the basement with this gator and his daughter. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's the movie. That's the whole movie, and it's awesome. It's great. This mm-hmm. is more or less the exact same premise. It's just in a supermarket, and there's too many people, right? Like if this would have just been Josh the ex the new boyfriend and like maybe the people in the car park, because uh, that's my favorite stuff in the movie. Weirdly. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, then I, it would have been fine. Or if they didn't have all these goofy backstories as to why these people are in a supermarket, it's a supermarket. There are just people there. Just, there's just people at supermarkets all the time. There's never Mm -hmm. not people (laughs) at supermarkets when it's open. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned the 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 underground car park stuff because there were times when this film felt like it was two films thrown together. Yeah, like you, I would like to watch the film of like the three people who are trapped, three mm-hmm. people and a dog. Let's not forget. Yeah, uh, who are trapped like underground in this car park, like uh, that actually is probably a more interesting film because there's less there's less people you can mm-hmm. kind of see how they interact they know each other as well because yeah. the, the like the douchey blonde guy knows the other guy from school or something mm-hmm. like it's clear they have a bit of a past school, yeah. yeah but then they they obviously have to find a way to work together and it's like it, it, there's so much focus on kind of what's happening in like the main supermarket bit and that's fair enough that's just like the location that this film has chosen but the when it kind of like cuts between the two and the two don't come together until like really really late yeah into it like it's kind of yeah well and also those people make better decisions than the people in the supermarket like there's a scene when the shark goes into the car park or when the shark because there's two sharks there's one in the car park and then there's one in the actual store and Mm -hmm. you know the shark starts attacking the car and like busting the windows or like cracking the windows of the car that the 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 douchey couple are in with the dog and then <clears throat> the guy who works there whose girlfriend was shoplifting and dad went to arrest her so stupid god <laughs> um but there's a part that i really liked where he like to get him out of the car he like finds someone who got crushed in the rubble and like cuts the dude's hand off and uses him as like human chum and i was like that's gnarly like that's gross but i love it like that's like uh, not a terrible idea like Mm -hmm. you know this dude Mm -hmm. was like had some great ideas and all that stuff i thought really worked i liked being in the car with the couple and seeing the shark swim around the car i thought Mm -hmm. that was really Really cool. cool um everything in the car park i liked all of it even though I didn't like most of the characters in the car park, like both of those people should have gotten eaten. I really didn't like either <laughs> one of those couples or either one of the people in that couple. Um, but I really liked all the stuff in the car park and all the stuff in the store. I could not have given less of a shit about like it. It honestly, yeah. it, I try not to do this, 
But it took me so long to watch this. I think it took me maybe two and a half, three hours to watch this movie because I kept pausing it to scroll. Like, I was just like, because I don't like to, like, get on my phone, but I was just so bored by everything in the supermarket that I was like, Mm. I would, like, it was Friday night. I was like, I would rather be doing anything else with my Friday night than watching this movie right now. (laughs) Like, this is, this is. Oh, no. (laughs) I just really didn't click with anything happening in the supermarket. And it's like, Mm. the gore is good enough but like it's a lot of cgi blood and it's a lot of blood and so it's just like i don't know and then the practical effects are like they're good but then a lot of the dead people that show up that are practical look like zombies for some reason like yeah i I don't know it was really it is it just didn't sit with me this movie at all like i just was not vibing with it except for the car park stuff Mm. yeah i mean uh, my kind of perfect ending to this film is like because if the only two people had survived had been the guy who worked there who was down in the car park mm-hmm. and, and the, the dog, dog. Yeah. <laughs> that's my ideal end to this film yeah. because the that blonde couple they absolutely sucked um yeah. so many of the other people were just like shitty people i mean mm. not i'm not saying all of them like deserved to die they didn't but right they just they, they, not enough effort is made to sort of make them likable. Like, even the main dude, I was like, if he goes, I'm not going to shed a tear. Like, I didn't think he deserved to, but I didn't, I... They waited too long to kind of, like... Like, him and his ex-girlfriend, they have that moment where she sees that, like, he still wears the 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 necklace, necklace, I think, that um, was from... That, like, taken from his friend, like, just Mm -hmm. as, as he was getting attacked. Yeah. And they sort of like have a moment where she's like, oh, you still wear that. And he explains then that it was supposed to be him going out yeah. into the sea. It should have been him that got that got attacked. And I'm like, okay, great. I I care about these characters a yeah. little bit now. But like it, it waited so like long to do that the because there's just... And because the, there's just so much other like stuff going no. on. I, I will say I wasn't... I wasn't Board. I mean, it's an hour and a half, so it's it's not. Once sharky stuff starts happening, mm-hmm. I was like pretty entertained. But it's still it takes a it takes a minute to get there, even though it has like a pretty outrageous death like right off the bat. But well, so the sharky stuff is. I feel like I know too much about sharks to have enjoyed <laughs> this movie at this point. Like I try, I really try to not do this with horror movies. But yeah. when the dude was like go to the end and start making as much noise as you possibly can. I was like, that's not... Sharks don't have good hearing. Like, it's gonna do nothing. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And yeah, then... it made more sense when they, like... Um, I think it was, again, in the car park, the people who, mm-hmm. like, semi-knew what they were doing, when one of the, the... I think it was the girl who was kind of, like, splashing... Or someone was, like, I don't know, splashing around mm-hmm. underground... Yeah. To draw the shark's attention. Oh, it yeah. was it's right towards the end when he was going into the car mm-hmm. to so it wasn't the people who were down there originally. Right. But when Josh, I think, was going into the car to, get the to find the gun mm-hmm. the the other girl, the shoplifter, was splashing about to draw yeah. the shark's attention so that he could get the weapon. But yeah, like that's what what gets the shark's attention right yeah. I mean, we're not shark experts but <laughs> right we, but, and then we know like, enough <laughs> well and then when the dude and we'll talk about this fucker's makeshift scuba outfit um Good but Lord. when but when the dude was in the makeshift scuba outfit 
and the shark like comes and and bops him like i was like i found myself yeah i found myself going hit it back hit it back hit it back (laughs) yeah they it takes so one thing that frustrates me about this film is how long it takes them to like come up with a plan and it's because there's too many of them like if you've ever tried to plan like a group event (laughs) or something and you've got like five or ten people or whatever being like we should do this maybe we should do this we should do this i've i've had this with like is usually happens with hendus right Mm -hmm. i've been in like whatsapp group chats for like planning Mm -hmm. a hendu where like no one takes charge Mm -hmm. everything is just like chaos so like when i had to plan my best friend's pre getting married party i was just like we're doing these things here's a google form tick the things you want to do like come on guys pay me the money this is how much you owe me depending on what you're coming to done that's if i was in this supermarket i'd come up with a plan be all right right yeah so like um two things one hendu is a bachelorette party for american listeners uh two two, um, chicken party (laughs) i was so confused the first time you said you were at a hendu i was like what the fuck is that um uh two uh yeah, like, so when they make that, like, makeshift harpoon with the kitchen knife, like, strapped to the end of mm. it, I said out loud... They didn't even use it. it was, yeah, they used it to kill a guy! Um, but I said, you should have made that way earlier. Um, yeah. Like, how did yeah. no one think of this beforehand? Like, and it was just shit like that the whole movie, and that's why I couldn't vibe with it, is, like, it was just the dumbest, like... You know, I try to have a lot of grace when it comes to people making dumb horror movie decisions because I played, I think I've mentioned this on the pod before, but I played this video game (laughs) called Until Dawn, which is this like great interactive movie game, essentially. Like it's a game, but you make decisions and the decisions affect what ending you get, but it's kind of like a playable movie. And so we had a bunch of people Mm -hmm. over to our house and I basically like, I was in control the whole night. You can play through it in like six hours. I was in control and I was just like, what am I doing here? And the first suggestion I heard, I just chose that. And so it was this cool, like, group narrative making experience. Mm. But because you're like, and then sometimes like I wouldn't hear something and they'd be like, all right, I'm doing this. And because there is pressure on you, even in this fake video game, but you're inhabiting these characters that are sort of in a horror movie. There is some t- mm. like it made me understand dumb horror movie logic a lot better. Where I was just like, sometimes you just got to make a decision. And like, yeah, it's not always going to be the best one. And yeah, Mm. that person got ripped in half. My bad. (laughs) Like, um, (laughs) so I try to have a lot of grace with that kind of stuff. But there is so much like, it's not even they're making dumb decisions. It's they're making none Mm. decisions. Like, yeah. Yeah. And and like, there's there's too many of them to pick off as well Mm -hmm. so it's just like yeah most of them survive to the end of the movie (laughs) yeah (laughs) like what horror film or like creature film or anything has like eight people walking out of the (laughs) building at the end like none that's because you've started off with like 15 or something it's ridiculous like it's it's too many people (laughs) yeah you either need more sharks or less people yeah, exactly. And I, I, my brain can't quite handle the logistics of this supermarket as well, which is like, there. So I'm sure you see it in the beginning, like you have to go, like, go down some steps to get into right. it. Uh-huh. So the supermarket is kind of like below ground level and then the car park is like below that. Right. Even, right? Mm-hmm. 
But then I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> this is a very minor issue. Yeah, but no, like, it, the geography it, is messed up. And if you're going to do, like, yeah. that's the thing, is if you're going to do something that's all in one location, you have to set up the geography of that. I'm such a stickler for one location movies doing that shit. Yeah. Um, like, have you have you seen Don't Breathe? No, I have not. <laughs> Sorry, I have to think. <laughs> that movie has a great setup of these people. So it's about these people who rob this blind guy and they choose him because he's blind and then he turns out to be a badass and starts picking them off. Mm-hmm. Weirder shit happens later in that movie, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but there's this great setup where it shows the people break into the house and so you see these mm-hmm. this group of people break into the house and they start exploring and it follows them. It's all one shot. It follows them through the ground floor and then the camera pans up to the blind guy in his room hearing all the mm-hmm. commotion downstairs. And so then he like starts walking around rooms upstairs to like prep the house because he's been, you know, yeah. waiting for this to happen. So you get a great lay of the land, but you also get to see like where these characters are in relation to each other. You get to see like what the mm-hmm. house, the layout of the house looks like. The only thing they don't show you is the basement because there's something in the basement that's a reveal later in the movie. Right. But for the most part, you get an understanding of where you are on this thing you know, or mm-hmm. in this house. Mm-hmm. And so then when he starts chasing kids around the house, you understand what room they came from and what room they went into and all that stuff. Yeah, that's super important if you're going to do a one location movie. And this just doesn't do it yeah. <laughs> at all. Yeah. Cause but both locations, like the car park and the supermarket, considering the car park is below the supermarket in my head, that should be entirely flooded. Like there should yeah, not yeah, be. Yeah. 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 But yet there's room for them to kind of like be standing on cars or kind of like to get like mm-hmm. above the water level. But then the supermarket is a, is above them and is also kind of like, I don't know, up to like the almost the top of like the chiller cabinets or the, yeah. the shelves or whatever. So is there something that's just like not quite making sense in my brain, which is why I would just like, if it was, I think they just, I think you know like that in uh, shark exploitation where it's just like sometimes they just like have these ideas where they're like shark fights a giant whatever in a and then they throw yeah. it together um was it like mad libs like is that a, yeah is yeah. that a thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah um it felt like they 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 just had this idea of like shark in a supermarket like let's do it mm-hmm. and then they wanted to sort of like add levels to this and have like slightly different locations so it wasn't just one location but then they just didn't think about think about anything mm-hmm. else beyond that i i think a sh- the shark in the car park the car shark if you will mm-hmm. is better than like the supermarket stuff because it's it stupid park? as well because <laughs> shark, shark park shark park is funnier <laughs> <laughs> yeah like the sharks just go into the little spaces and they just like <laughs> little fin like clicking when they want to come out. Um, <laughs> that's real stupid. Yep. But like the the supermarket stuff is is dumb. It's really dumb because like I was reading about this actually that like there's too much there's too much stuff floating. Like yeah. And that the bottles and stuff, like, they would only float if they're empty. So this supermarket is just stocking, like, shelf upon shelf of empty Coca-Cola bottles. And I've got questions about that. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Well, so, like, at one point, because the shark keeps circling around them, and one of the women is like, 
why does the shark keep circling? And I was like, because it's trying to figure out how the fuck it got into a supermarket. Like, I was like, what do you mean? Why is it circling? It's probably going around going, what is this? Like, Yeah. <laughs> it goes, like, past, like, the fish department or something, and there's just these fish in packets, like, behind the glass, and he's just like... <laughs> Like, that was the other it. thing that pissed me off is they end up going to like the <laughs> deli section or the meat section and the shark doesn't eat any of the meat even before and they even like try to justify it later in the movie when they try to use like a ham hock or whatever and the crazy criminal mm. guy is like well it wants fresh meat now and i was like that's not how sharks are like that's not <laughs> like that's not how that works like at all. Um, also, it would have gotten into that meat way before it got into any of the people that fell in because there was a ton of meat floating around there. I was so pissed off at the logic of this movie, like, constantly. And I think that's the hallmark yeah. of a bad movie, right? Like, I can forgive a lot of dumb BS if I'm into the movie or care about at least one of the characters, but I just didn't mm. in this, so I started nitpicking the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, if we're comparing it to these are films that we covered on uh the patreon so mm-hmm. sign up if you want to listen to those um but like when we talked about ouija shark it's a bad film like obviously yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bad film but like it it is across its own logic like it, it the logic in it is stupid and it doesn't really make right. any sense but it sticks with it and it commits to it right whereas like this is it doesn't because you're not dealing with a supernatural a shark <laughs> summoned by a ouija board yeah. yeah exactly so it's like you don't have to deal with that stuff you just have to it's a survival movie right like that's right, yeah. that's what it should be mm-hmm. like keep it straightforward like why are there all these things about like you know they have to like switch the electricity off or whatever but that thing that he goes and turns is like underwater anyway yeah. so something would have happened with this right. something would have short-circuited are these right. chillers not plugged in right are they like do they have like turned off chillers as well as empty coke bottles dude, I've got, that pissed me I've got off questions dude, for management because, <laughs> dude dude turns off the electricity and then the lights on the chillers are still on it just this is why keep it in the car park you yeah. don't have to well the car park is not without it like all it. these cars are fucking airtight like there's well, no water yeah, getting into these cars issue. whatsoever like <laughs> i don't know that bothered me too but i like the stuff in the car park more so i forgave it yeah i i enjoyed the gag though of like the the really douchey blonde couple just like having like a stupid argument about like fake gucci shoes yeah. when they're like underwater yeah and the shark that did make is just like laugh. swimming yeah. around yeah also <laughs> um i don't know where else to put this in the podcast so i'm put it here the guy calls the dog a slur which is weird um i was very upset as you can imagine <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it's like how dare you my sweet summer child <laughs> bully did nothing wrong in this situation he is innocent well he is I'm reassured very, very cross he is reassured that he is not that slur by the woman repeating the slur um yeah a beautiful precious angel how dare they sure <laughs> how dare they insult him i i as we're talking about the dog uh as soon as i saw <laughs> 
<laughs> this was before any tsunami shark stuff started happening. As soon as I saw there was a couple with a dog, I paused the film. I went on to doesthedogdie.com and I googled this because I was like, I can't remember what happens to this little Pomeranian and I need to find out. Yeah. So that was my, well, <laughs> my yeah, first Google. I, I said that the, my logic with it was there's no way this dog dies because I think everyone assumes that the dog in Jaws dies. So now it's like right. a shark movie meme to like have a dog, but then the dog lives. Like most shark yeah. movies these days, or even like you mentioned crawl in our text thread. Mm-hmm. Any like kind of creature feature has to have a dog and it has to live because Jaws killed a dog, even though it didn't. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, they, they make it into like a really big gag in yeah. the Meg yes. in particular. Yeah. Like, they make a point out of it. There's this, you know, ridiculous little white fluffy dog swimming around Name and Pippin. you're like, obviously he's, yeah, like obviously he's going to get chomped by, by the big sharky boy, but then doesn't and yeah. survives. So yeah. And cruel as well. Thank goodness. The dog, yeah. the dog is the MVP of that film. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, in a film and, that is great. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, that's why I was so caught off guard. I'm not going to mention how this happens. Cause it is gnarly. But I watched yeah, the I don't pool. Want to hear it. <laughs> I watched the pool recently and the dog dies in that movie and they fake you out so hard that this dog is not going to die and it is one of the last things that happens in this movie and I was complete to the point where like I texted Sarah and was like, "Hey, I'm really into this. You should watch it." And then within like 30 40 minutes I was like, "Under no circumstances should you watch this movie because it is the gnarliest dog death I have ever seen uh-huh. in a movie." I wish it would have gotten eaten by the gator. Like, that is not what happens to this dog. And so, Mm. yeah, it was, like, it was in such poor taste that I thought it was, like, a trauma movie. Like, I was just like, what in the Toxic Avenger is happening with this dog right now? Like, (laughs) this is nuts. I can't believe this is happening. Um... So that is the only creature feature I've ever seen where the they, they commit to the dog dying. And boy, oh boy, did they not throw away their shot. Holy crap. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a thing to like, it was, it, it was, if it wouldn't have been so messed up, I actually probably would have appreciated that they'd subverted the thing. Like, that they took the mm-hmm. meme and did something different with it, but it was just so brutal that I was like, no, no, this ain't it, guys. Like, It's really sad, because I was like, the whole premise of that film, I was just like, oh, yeah, this is my, this is, yeah. this is mm-hmm. my kind of shit. Like, big old creature, mm-hmm. one location, mm-hmm. like, all of this is stuff that I am into. So yeah. I, I, I think I woke up to your messages. Yeah. So, like, I'm reading it, it's just like, oh, yeah, the first one is just like, oh, you've got to watch the pool. Like, what I think is on Shudder. I was like, yeah. why well, you've got your Shudder subscription you need to watch the pool and then <laughs> do not watch the pool under any circumstances Man, i couldn't believe I was it like, like oh. i was just like i can't imagine it like, to the point where like it felt borderline irresponsible <laughs> right like i don't think mm-hmm. that there should be warnings for every movie where a dog dies especially if it's like like i think in i am legend it kind of works right but like in mm. in this it was just so out of nowhere and so like over the top brutal that i was like what the like i cannot believe this is happening (laughs) um 
So like to the point where I described it to someone else and they were like, is this mm. move, is it supposed to be funny? Cause that sounds funny. Like it's so over the top that it sounds like it yeah, could be played yeah. for a gag. Like, and I was like, no, so, it's not, which is no. kind of what makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess while we're on the subject of Jaws references, cause I, I agree with the whole, like, if there is a shark, if there is, sorry, if there is a dog, like, in a creature film that, like, having it survive feels like a deliberate thing to, like, offset George, which, quote, killed a dog, even though it didn't, um, because you don't see it, so Pippin lives. Um, but <laughs> other Jaws references in, in this film, I, I feel our list is different. I'll go first, just because I only have one, and you said you had more, so... Mm. Uh, mine might then be on your list there's a there's a whole bit where they're kind of like arguing about the size of the shark did you note that one down as a jaws reference the dorsal fin to the yeah or when they're like um they're trying to judge like how big it is and one of them's just like it's got to be five feet and the other one's like no six and i'm like oh that's like the the 20 25 thing that's the one i couldn't remember i told you i couldn't remember one i remembered that later because then they also do that it's six feet from the dorsal fin to the tail, which means it's a 12-foot shark. 12-foot shark, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, Jaws, <laughs> got it. That was the only one I wrote down. And then okay. although, like, as we were talking about before we recorded, things with, like, there's, like, a way, a, a body or, like, a jump scare with, like, someone's head or a, a mm-hmm. body that floats up that is very Ben Gardner-esque, yep. shall we say. <clears throat> so there's that. Uh, the lifeguards will wear yellow. Yes. Um, I'm going to detour a little bit. There's a Deep Blue Sea reference when the douchey boyfriend gets eaten. Um, it mm. eats The shark eats it towards the camera and the leg floats towards the camera. And I understand that's because the film was uh. shot in 3D. But it's very much like when Michael Rappaport dies in that movie. And then... Yeah, 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 yeah. This movie features the dumbest Jaws reference that we have seen on the pod yet. <laughs> which is when the shoplifter woman... I don't know that I can't confirm that this is a Jaws reference, but it's what I thought of. Oh no. When she goes to get the hook from the meat counter, she has an encounter mm. with the shark and she uses a meat tenderizer to fight the shark off. And I was like, little mm-hmm. tenderizing, huh? Ah Smart. I mean, you're smart for picking it up. That's really dumb. But, yeah. yeah, I was just like, boo! Like, I can't believe that. Um, and then two Jurassic Park references. They have to go cut the power. Um, mm-hmm. And then when the dude is, like, when the the um, store manager tries to climb into the ventilation shaft, it does that top-down view yes. of him hanging there. So I was those were two Jurassic Park references I, I picked up on as well. Mm. oh and then the way the shark dies Electric- yes well the way because both of both of the sharks get killed and one is shot questions <laughs> about that yep. um and the other is electrocuted so i was like oh they did jaws one and jaws two yeah. <laughs> like why not just yeah. you know have four sharks in there and just yeah. like oh johnny four boats <laughs> yeah yeah take care of them <laughs> yeah um so I want to talk about how the second shark dies because did you also sure. think don't tase me bro when uh <laughs> no, okay. do you remember that meme is that am I falling on 
Maybe. I don't know. It, it Let me look some, at it. Sorry. Yeah, there was some dude got tased at a protest and he said, don't tase me, bro. Um, which is a very funny thing to say. Okay. University of Florida yeah, taser yeah, yeah. incident. <laughs> right. Oh, of course it's in Florida as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, of course it's in Florida. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's all I could think of. I laughed very hard that the shark got tased for a long time. Um, that's very funny. It, they also like really like that shark takes a long time to, <laughs> to die when yeah. it's getting tased. So yeah. then you just have this shark just like, like <laughs> yeah. convulsing and <laughs> this thing was so like I <laughs> I know I did this in my brain. But, like, I couldn't help but see the shark's skeleton while that was happening. You know mm. what I mean? Like, yeah, I was yeah. Just like, I <laughs> it's can't... like a cartoon. Yeah, I can't not... <laughs> like, what is this wily Coyote shit that is happening to this shark? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I... I don't know. I mean, I, I'm... There is very little in this film to sort of get into thematically like even on our previous films when we were talking about the reef and open water there was interesting conversations to be had about kind of like the ethics of using Mm -hmm. what is a a a real story but like this is uh, there's 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 none of that there is no kind of like bigger conversation to be be had it's i i i still i still don't hate it i think you liked it a lot less than than i did but like if i just wanted to put on like a really dumb shark film that has some like pretty decent moments of of gore that sort of isn't a complete chore to watch this is among some of the others that i might be tempted to throw on there are others that would come ahead of (laughs) ahead of this but like there's a very clear distinction i think between like shark movies and then like dumb shark movies and this is like a dumb shark movie that is trying really hard to be a good shark film like it's got it's i don't think this is an australian thing but it's got this like gloss to it like particularly in the beginning it's quite everything is like golden and sunny Mm -hmm. and you know just has a certain it felt very much like how the reef starts where i was kind of everyone's hot like yeah yeah like <laughs> inexplicably yeah um yeah like there's a part a pu- where the yeah. douchey boyfriend is putting his shirt on after he like has sex with the girlfriend in the car presumably in mm. front of the dog which like whatever anyway um <laughs> and <laughs> seen some things yeah and that dude is just like absolutely shredded like zero yeah. percent body fat and it was just like wow yeah okay <laughs> like <laughs> yeah huh there, there's so many stupid things in this. I, I feel like we're more at place to pick up on all the stupid things in this mm-hmm. film than the sensible things because there is nothing sensible in this <laughs> yeah. film, really. Yeah, there's um, the, the hand chum part. That's the only sensible thing that happened in the movie where I was like, hey, that was a pretty good idea, actually. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Um, the fact that the, the 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 supermarket is, like, nautical-themed. It's called Oceana <laughs> Supermarket, yeah. Yeah, and there's, like... I don't know, like ship kind of paraphernalia, like on the walls mm-hmm. and stuff. It's got like boat wheels mm-hmm. and stuff. Like it's the mm-hmm. really, it's really stupid. I mean, we have. Um, the, I mean, <laughs> what I will say is that America do be having a nautical themed grocery store chain. So, what Trader Joe's? <laughs> what? Yeah, Trader Joe's. If you've heard of Trader Joe's, it is yeah, it's, it's nautical themed. There's like fishing nets huh. on the walls and shit. Like all the all the employees wear 
Hawaiian shirts and are super nice to you. Um, I don't think we have, I don't think themed supermarkets is a thing here. <laughs> yeah, it's just Trader Joe's. It's That's the only one. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're all very not, because the idea is that like, he has gone, like, tri- the, the titular Joe has gone on these uh, adventures around the world to bring you <laughs> these cuisines that are frozen meals. Sure. Um, to the point where, like, <laughs> they got in trouble. They had to stop doing this. Um, but, like, the right. Italian stuff was, like, Trader Giotto's. And, like, the Mexican stuff was Trader Jose's. Um, <laughs> so. That feels, uh inappropriate yeah they stopped doing it um yeah it made me sad a little bit it made me laugh but i'm just one person so um i mean it's it's stupid enough to get a laugh out of me but also a bit of a yikes yeah sure yeah 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 Yeah. it was i don't know i never felt like it was that offensive but um yeah yeah it is very like not like the their answer to oreos are called jojos and they have like a little parrot on the on the on the packaging and stuff or a little not a pair a toucan on the uh Uh on the packaging so it's very like explorer themed i guess like yeah there's a lot of whole thing a lot of fake bamboo um (laughs) around that store it seems i would argue more effort than needs to be put into a place where you're just buying your groceries right yes does it, does it need to does it need to be themed i don't know no Do but it's fun it? um and they have pretty okay. good food and the employees <laughs> i have never walked out of a trader joe's uh without thinking should i have given that person my number um because the employees <laughs> like and that is gender neutral by the way um yeah <laughs> that, like every every interaction with a trader joe's employee feels like they're flirting with you it's super weird um, that's funny <laughs> it's super weird and like i am not the only person to say that like that is it's like a meme it is a meme that the trader yeah. joe's people you're just like are they hitting on me or is this just like what they're supposed to do and they're oh once that's again they're all hot i've never seen an unattractive trader joe's employee it's mm. fucking weird um <laughs> yeah uh i love trader joe's but they're way too expensive and so i don't shop there but um yeah <laughs> you can get a two dollar bottle of wine there Yep, they call it two buck chuck. Nice, two buck chuck. <laughs> I think it's it's that's, a... that's not the actual winery name, but um, say so two buck chuck is our uh, Charles Shaw. Uh, King's nickname, right? Yeah, uh huh. Yep. <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh, King Chuck. Yep. Um, <laughs> Charles Shaw wine is two buck chuck, and then you can't get it in Colorado, or you can now, but uh. Colorado, like, wouldn't let grocery stores sell wine for a while. And so when I first moved here, okay. I was like, yo, where's the two-buck chuck at? And they were like, we can't. I want my two-buck chuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have learned some things. Yep. Uh, on... Yeah, Trader Joe's <laughs> is the whole episode. thing. If you ever, like. It's a whole thing. We'll try to track down a Trader Joe's in the Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll make a, we'll make a special trip there. A pilgrimage. Yeah. They do be there. having good snacks. I damn i really want to go to trader joe's now (laughs) cut to mj in a few hours time (laughs) yeah yep Uh. anyway so that's the ballad of trader joe's the nautical themed the nautical themed yeah Uh, well you know 
stand corrected because I was just like, that's a really dumb knowing what happens in this film where it's just like a tsunami or sorry, a freak tsunami. Uh, and, and the place where all these people <laughs> happen to be is in like a nautical themed supermarket. I was like, that's real stupid. But I mean, maybe not that stupid. Um, one, <laughs> speaking of this uh, uh, tsunami, well, one, the effects looked absolutely terrible. Yeah, real bad. Uh, um, two, one the of the There's the interior things... of a Trader Joe's for you, by the way. Hang on, let me just pop on over to the... <laughs> Ah, yeah. It's like if yeah. the Enchanted Tiki I, Room became a store. Yeah, I expected more nautical, to be honest, but that's yeah. still... It's pretty... It's pretty It's pretty good. We yeah. definitely don't have that here. <laughs> um, anywho's, the, one of the things that made me laugh the most in this was, like, when... <laughs> it's not funny, but, like, when everyone was, like, running away from, from the giant wave, and then there's just one surfer guy who's like, oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go, going towards it. <laughs> That was a good Australian accent. Um, I liked when that woman got domed by a belt propeller for no reason. It was shit. It made me laugh so hard. I was just like, yo, what? Like, what is this movie? That's the point when I texted you, what is this movie? Because I was just like, I was so not expecting that. Like, she just gets like straight down the middle, a boat propeller to the face. And I was like, oh, what? Yeah, there's some real Final Destination stuff in there, isn't it? Yeah. Like Sean William Scott's death in that film where yeah. it's just like, oh, he's fine. And it's like shrapnel in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he gets beheaded, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I like that movie. And I also um, like that movie. Um, go ahead. <laughs> if you had anything else to say about the tsunami, because I have some thoughts about the tsunami as well. Uh, not, not more thoughts on the tsunami, just big fan of that. Well, the little surfer guy who was just like about to have the greatest day, yeah. the gnarliest day of his life. <laughs> um, did this tsunami destroy the entirety of Australia? Because the film ends with them walking out of the supermarket and it looks like the end of the world happened. And the girlfriend yeah. goes, what do we do now? And Josh goes, start over. You have to rebuild the <laughs> entire country? Like, what do you mean, start over? What does that even mean? Mm, unclear, I think. Like, yeah. how? Because it's, it's set in, like, a, a coastal town. So, obviously, like, presumably mm. <clears throat> where they are, this town, or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, Australia's pretty, it's pretty big. So, it, I don't know if it would have, like... But then why would they say that? They're also inexplicably dry when they come out of the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> or the main guy, the main guy is at least. Like his yeah. t-shirt is bone dry. Yeah. He'd been in the water like two seconds ago. So yeah. this is stupid. Um, yeah, I guess they wanted to have that like big dramatic end where it's kind of like the survivors emerge from the bomb shelter type mm-hmm. of thing. And right. then they're just like, well, we gotta we gotta rebuild this this mm-hmm. world. But yeah, not clear and i think i mean this what i think this film is lacking amongst other things is like any kind of idea of like what is happening in the outside world and Mm -hmm. i guess there's no other way to put this in other than something like i don't know really shoehorned in like somehow they're able to make contact or they find a radio Radio. or something where they just kind of go okay that's what's happening outside so that it's just like there is no world outside of this supermarket this is the only 
place that is like currently affected by this natural disaster slash sharks mm-hmm. and then they get out and then suddenly it's just like the apocalypse like it doesn't these two things don't go together either you just have you simplify it take out the tsunami you just have like something happen you know a, a something happens where like the supermarket gets flooded or the below below ground car park getting flooded more likely kind of thing right. i mean it happens when you know there's like freak like flooding or you know really like super heavy rain or something like that mm-hmm. you could still have that scenario i guess what uh, then you would struggle to get the sharks into that because then it would just be like a flooded basement so like it had to be a tsunami or something massive to kind of like bring the sharks like from the sea into (laughs) into the supermarket yeah uh but yeah i don't know it's weird it it but then it's like yes they like come out and it's like the entire world has ended and they're like we gotta start over but then (laughs) it's Well, I don't know. What's what's happening in the supermarket doesn't... The two things don't sort of seem no. to, like, match up, right? Like, no, because, no, like, the movie it's ends... It's so much worse. The movie than... ends as though we just watched Night of the Living Sharks. Like, I was just like, oh, like, what what happened? Um, and then also... I, I really want to talk about this dude's damn makeshift scuba suit. Yeah, go on, because we we've been we've been we've been skirting around it. So mm-hmm. you, because <laughs> I've got things I've got thoughts as well, but I know you. <laughs> so the Jurassic Park stuff happened, and like yeah, this dude, um, he, the new boyfriend is like, or no, so Josh is like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna swim over there and turn off the power. And the ex-girlfriend is like, you can't do that. Your arm is injured. The shark will smell you and then come eat you. And I was like, that's the first time anyone's understood a shark in this movie so far. Um, (laughs) And then the new boyfriend from Singapore is like, I have an idea. And then we go and do some stuff in the car park. And we come back and this dude is makeshift Iron Man suiting up. Like, he, they have made him the world's shittiest shark by armor. Uh, out of a bunch of wire that they found somewhere i think it's um it looks to me like shopping carts or baskets probably more likely like shopping baskets it looks like that kind of okay how did they deconstruct and for well yes and the thing is near the beginning when it's kind of like they're first sort of figuring out like who's alive getting on top Mm -hmm. of the chillers and whatever they one person is sent into the water to go and like find something to tie around this guy's leg right. who's who's got injured my dude store manager is wearing a necktie <laughs> like take that off and yeah. give it to him but like don't send this poor lad swimming all across the supermarket looking for i think like looking for material or like uh tape or something he said <laughs> there's this guy sitting there with chilling with a necktie on yeah. and i'm like <laughs> so like they can't find the resources to make like a makeshift tourniquet for this guy's leg and yet they somehow without us seeing it make this a shopping cart iron man suit for this guy yeah it's so it's so stupid it's so stupid it's so stupid (laughs) and the other thing too is like 
So it's supposed to be like an old timey <laughs> diving suit, right? Like that's the intent. And then also it's the wire sure. is going to protect them from the shark bites. But Boop. the current threat <laughs> is less the shark and more what's going to happen when the water reaches the electricity. If this dude goes into the water wearing a completely metal suit and then the water hits the, elect- the, the electricity, he is beyond fucked. Like, I was just like, <laughs> what is happening? And so they weigh him down with all these, like, um, cans of food and stuff so that he can walk. So then he walks Mm. to the power thing and he can't reach it. So he sacrifices himself. He like undoes his breathing apparatus, which I don't know where he got like a mouthpiece and tubing that And the goggles. And the goggles. And he like goes and kills the power. And then he like tries to like go up to get a breath but his dumb helmet keeps bumping the top of the ceiling and so he can't get a breath and he drowns and i know that's not supposed to be funny but that's pretty funny and the whole time i was like (laughs) that didn't need to happen you could have just grabbed the shit and put it back in your mouth dude like um because it's not like it got that full of water, right? Like, I don't... No, well, I think it's... Yeah, I think it's... try Because it, what they're trying... I mean, it, it still doesn't make sense, but, like, what... It's trying to look like the, you know, the the pipe or whatever it was that they were using, like, wasn't long enough or right. whatever. And right. he's, like, pulling and trying to get to the thing. And they're like, oh, we've got nowhere to go. My guy could walk along mm-hmm, the top mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm, cabinet mm-hmm, and then be nearer. But mm-hmm. he's just stood there and he's like, oh. Or they could have hung like, him out over go. the side, even. Like, someone could have grabbed his ankles. Yeah. Like, there was... Yeah. It wasn't that far. <laughs> it wasn't that far at all. And... Yeah, I like. I was just like, I feel zero percent bad for that guy because mm-hmm. um, that he died for no reason. Also, that was the, <laughs> that was the moment where I was like, was this movie shot in three D? I did not know that it was yes. a three D film yeah, until it was. that it part was. because there's like two mm-hmm. different things that happen. There's like two different three D effects that happen back to back. And I was like, yeah. oh shit, this was a 3D movie, wasn't it? And so I looked it up and sure mm-hmm. enough. And that makes the opening kill make way more sense. Yes. Because <laughs> otherwise it's just like, what in the, <laughs> like, mega shark versus giant octopus is happening yes, here? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, that shark leaps out of the water. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this scuba suit thing. There's a, there's a couple of other things that happen in this film as well where it just like conveniently cuts away to the car park stuff. Fine, I enjoy all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then it comes back and they have just come on like leaps and bounds. Yeah, yeah. Like with no yeah, yeah, yeah. explanation of like how they got to that point. And I personally really like it in a, in a film where you see the characters like figure it out right it's like a mission it's like a video game right it's just like oh okay we need to do this thing that's over there Mm -hmm. how do we get this like i could i could honestly forgive the stupid scuba suit if we saw how they made Mm -hmm. it like if it was like okay you know then there's a bit of danger there as well they've got to somehow like they see the, the 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 baskets or whatever over the other side they go okay we either have to find some way of hooking those so we don't have to go in the water or someone has to go in the water to get those things and get them out. Right. But it's like, 
And even even the guy, like, when he makes... Before he d- just stabs some dude with it, mm. the the guy who, like, gets the, the knife and, it, like, attaches it to a pole, mm. and you're like, oh, cool, he's making a weapon. Mm-hmm. Where does he get... Where does he, where does he get the knife? Does it yeah. just float past him? Because it's in the plastic, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Because yeah. the... the <laughs> the employee is like, oh, like, because he's like, like trying to rip it open, and the woman's like, no, no, the secret is to like do it gently. So like, that's how he gets the knife. Right. Fine. Where the fuck did he find that knife? Yeah. Like, just show me how these things or happen. The rope, like, it can where did still the rope come from that they used to like? Where? <laughs> where did any of this stuff come from? Yeah. And like, you, most of this stuff, the the pipe thing and like the breathing apparatus, the goggles. I don't know, unless this is one of those supermarkets that like sells all this kind of like I mean, it is the Oceana supermarket. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> but, but like, it, it's plausible that most of that stuff that they kind of like improvise with could potentially be found in that supermarket right because it's not just the things that it sells. There's all the stuff out the back. So mm-hmm. like maybe that guy like finds like. I don't know, a bit of a broom handle and a knife that's in the, right. you know, the the deli counter or something that the the guys use to cut the, or the meat or whatever and, like, attaches those to... He's a criminal. He tried to rob the place. It is extremely plausible sure. that he would have a knife on him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Simplify it. Yeah, he doesn't, even, he doesn't need to be popping over to the deli counter yeah. to find, like, a meat cleaver or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just... I don't know. I just... I... I can go along with a film if, you know, yes, like ridiculous or kind of things that could never happen happen and that's fine or whatever. But like, I, I kind of, I, in this instance, I needed to see how the sausage got made. Like I needed to see how they made this suit. (laughs) Even the store manager should have a knife on him. I'm sitting at my desk and I have a knife within six inches of my like <laughs> oh uh, i got questions <laughs> no i'm kidding <laughs> like it, it is not, i mean i guess maybe it's not like this everywhere but like it is not uncommon to carry a knife on you everywhere you go in america like it like <laughs> there are so many uses for a knife if you do any sort of work in like a warehouse or somewhere where you need to be sure. unboxing yeah, yeah. things and i did that for years so it's part of my like stuff i carry on me every day you know like mm-hmm. um yeah y- you know i worked in shipping and receiving forever you need a knife constantly so it's easy mm-hmm. it's easiest just to buy one and have it on you and then when you're out in public and someone's like i have a thread on my thing and it's bothering me you just have a knife like um, yeah <laughs> it's it's very it's a very convenient item to have on you because that a knife is something that like you don't need it until you need it and then when you need it you kind of really need it and so mm-hmm. like it, yeah it makes perfect sense for all of these people in my brain like i said maybe it's not like that in <laughs> australia but like pocket knives are very common yeah like particularly you could you could make the argument of you know one of the store employees mm-hmm. having it because you're going out and dealing with the, like delivery mm-hmm. or something or like new stock that's come in like having yeah. a kind of like pen knife in your back pocket so you can open the boxes is like completely reasonable but it's just like it, this film just it doesn't it just doesn't seem to care about kind of like putting those pieces together mm-hmm. like we're just going to be like ooh sharks and people getting chomped in half and it's just like we are a more discerning <laughs> audience than that yeah. like we need a need a little bit more like yes you can put a you can put a guy in a 
stupid like scuba suit made out of shopping baskets and have him like walk across the store but like show me how you did it because mm-hmm. i can't just i can't just accept that cuz i literally i had to pause it mm-hmm. and i was just like what what what's, what's going on like what <laughs> yeah. are they, what, <laughs> what are we doing here guys like <laughs> like did i miss something did i fall asleep but it's like no they cut away to go and show that actually kind of like good stuff of the movie come back and then some nonsense is happening and it's like okay <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i mean it does come back like previously on sharker market like it like right <laughs> sharker market. dumb dumb real dumb yeah uh, uh... <laughs> speaking of very disappointed that the film did not end with the clash song i'm all lost in the supermarket um, but it does end with a slightly where's well, a cover of Mac the Knife, right? What? I, I turned it off Wait, as yeah. soon as credits started rolling. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, you gotta hang on um, because I didn't realize that the song Mac the Knife has like sh- shark lyrics. Hang what? On. Hang um, on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Uh, the the yeah. Okay. Here's the first verse of Mac the Knife. Um, oh, the shark, babe, has such teeth, dear, and it shows them pearly white. Then uh, there's another bit, you know, when that shark bites with his teeth, scarlet billows start to spread. I had no idea that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the listeners, MJ's face is uh, currently very shocked. <laughs> what? Yeah, because I was like, oh, they've put like a, a I was like, oh, they've, they've, uh, LL Cool J'd it and done like a a, a little sharky song mm-hmm. at the end of this and then I was like no wait this song sounds this song sounds familiar so I like a chump waited right to the end of this film so I could see like what the song was and who sang it um, it's the director yeah. of the film okay yes and... I'm glad we're talking about this <laughs> and someone else uh, I don't know and it was like yeah Mac the Knife the song Mac the Knife is about well, kind of about sharks. I don't know. I don't know what it's about. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the director is... Oh, Kimball Rendell and the Slice? Is that <laughs> is that who it is? Yes, that's so. what this yeah. is. Um, all right, I can't listen to that right now. Anyway, he's a musician. Like, from the 70s. Uh, he was in a <laughs> band called XL Capri's. I don't know how popular they right? were. I have no idea, but that is like... Yeah, he was in a punk band called XL Capris in 1978. And uh, his name okay. in the band was Dag Rattler. <laughs> That's stupid. Which is <laughs> the most Australian thing. That is so Australian. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty Australian, actually. I mean, I, I'm disappointed that you didn't... I, I imagine you were so annoyed at this film, you were just like, bye, and just turned it yeah, off. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Because I was just like, whatever, butt rocks off. Like, I was just like, I was like, I'm paying attention if this ends with Lost in the Supermarket, and that's it. <laughs> you know what's stupid? Yeah. <laughs> you know the movie Over the Hedge, the cartoon movie? Yeah. That ends with Lost in the Supermarket. <laughs> like, yeah, if you're going to have uh, a, a song at the end of this, like, that would be a good <laughs> like i quite like a like a a, a gag song at the yeah. end of a yeah 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 a song, uh, at the end of i'm sorry, there's there's one that i'm trying to think of 
I can't remember where the, fi- where the film is like quite serious or ends on something like bad happening, but then like the song in the closing credits is like a gag. Crawl. I, ca- I really can't remember. Crawl ends. Is it Crawl? Crawl ends with See You Later there Alligator. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Crawl ends with See You Later Alligator. And I laughed really hard at that. I was like, you know what? Great job, movie. Like, Same. I already liked this, but way to be. Like, I'm so glad. Oh, you I'm so happy it. that that's. <laughs> I'm so happy that that's a film we were already talking about yeah. on this episode. Yeah, it's Crawl. Because that movie, there's nothing funny about that movie really at all. And no. then, then it ends with the song See You Later, Alligator. And I was like, It's real good. What? Great. And it begins on a gag too because she goes to, uh, I think it's FSU, but the mascot is the Gators for that school. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. I was like, all right. I was like, okay, this is the kind of movie it's going to be. And then it is not that kind of movie until the credits when yeah. it then becomes that kind of movie again. <laughs> I, so many reasons why I love that film, mm. but that is definitely, that's definitely <laughs> one of them. Cause I remember watching when I went to, cause I went to see that at like a secret screening. Mm. So I had no idea what the film was going to be okay. until it started. And then it was that. And it, cause it's like horror I was like, Ooh, am I going to be all right watching this in the cinema? Mm. And I was like, no, I'm generally fine with like creature yeah. movies and stuff. Like obviously. Um, so like <laughs> stayed and watched it. And like people were the people who stayed. Cause a lot of people walk out of secret screenings mm-hmm. cause they're stupid. Um, but was <laughs> like really enjoying it and people were into it and then it like got to the end and the song and like i remembered people just like laughing but then like not being sure if they should laugh and Mm -hmm. i was like no guys it's funny like you are allowed you're allowed to laugh the conjuring i think the conjuring does that too or at some point they have there's a song by ryan gosling's ghost band in that movie um which is weird (laughs) because it takes place in the 70s and Mm. ryan gosling's ghost band wasn't a thing until like 2009 um mm. and i think it's either mm-hmm. during a montage in the movie which is weird because the movie is deathly serious or it's over the credits or both but i remember being like trusting it's very weird it's very weird that you guys put a song <laughs> by dead man's bones in this movie that takes place in like 1970 yeah. something <laughs> like i understand it's yeah. good spooky vibes music mm-hmm. i love that band i love that record but this is very strange to mm-hmm. me yeah weird so is this song in the yeah end credits of fate to be honest i was like well yeah i know the song mac the knife or at least i'm like familiar with the, <laughs> the title i couldn't tell you the last time i like listened to it or heard it but then i was just like oh okay yeah didn't, uh, um didn't realize that's what we were doing here guys <laughs> yeah okay yeah it's when they're uh when they're setting up cameras like the paranormal activity people the paranormal investigators in that movie are setting up cameras and it's it's yeah in the conjuring it's in the room where you sleep by dead man's bones and i'm pretty sure (laughs) i'm pretty sure the song Papa power is in that in in the credits as well but now i'm even more disappointed in Kimball Rendell, or uh, da- what is it, Dash Rendar? Dag Rattler. Um, Dag, Dag Rattler. Um, <laughs> Dash Rendar is a Star Wars character. Uh, uh, I'm very disappointed in Dag Rattler for not... He was in a punk band in the 70s and you didn't do Lost in the Supermarket? I'm so pissed I mean, off. That's so... <laughs> yeah, it feels like a, a real 
missed opportunity yeah. <laughs> to be honest in a film which is kind of full of missed opportunities yeah. really and yet has so much stuff going on i i don't have that much else to say i will Same. say that uh the line that i most identified with you could probably guess but is when the girl is like you're a dog murderer which is worse oh. than a person murderer yeah. <laughs> and i was like oh hey it's me <laughs> <laughs> and also the guy the guy who gets stabbed and then used mm. as like live shark bait hey the same as the movie Hey, he has some of the most like ridiculous lines like in this whole film and oh twist he's the guy who was like the guy in in the mask like at the beginning but he put that mask on another body i was was paying such little attention that i just assumed he was that guy fantastic like i was just like oh okay that guy wasn't actually dead like i just yeah yeah (laughs) i mean yeah, kind of right. I was kind of right, but then when they another, revealed it, but... I was like, "Oh, that was a twist." I just assumed it was that yeah. dude, like, <laughs> mainly because he has the same is... fucking voice. He is, without a doubt, the most Australian person in this. Yes. in a film that is like packed with yeah. Australian people. Actually, the and most Australian says, guy is I... the surfer guy. That guy is Australian as hell. Oh, sure. <laughs> or yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this guy, this this uh, tattoo guy, when he's like. I think he's talking to Julian McMahon, who's like just about to go and like try and kill the shark. And he's like, what do you think you're going to do when you catch it? Spark up the Barbie and crack out the tartar sauce. Yes. I did like <laughs> that, that line. Made me laugh. Oh, um, <laughs> you no, know, the most Australian person in this movie is the first victim guy at the beginning that walks past them and is like, you guys going to actually do some work today or whatever. It is <laughs> the most Australian accent. I have, I was like, Wow. <laughs> I was like, this is oh, the yeah. this is the Australian <laughs> equivalent of Johnny Fourboats. Like, <laughs> he is to Australia as Johnny Fourboats is to the n- northeast uh, coastline yeah. of New York. Like, I was just like, wow, that guy was Australian as fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that guy's the most Australian uh, guy in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm disappointing that at no point in this does someone say, uh, "Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Well, we get pretty close. Yeah, but, we do uh, get pretty close. But also, <laughs> I said it plenty for the movie, so yeah, I said it a lot <laughs> every time. Yeah. Every time there was a shot. Yeah, <laughs> or no. <laughs> it's that's always funny. By uh, the way, that's never not funny. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Hello to Australian listeners. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we love you. Kimball Randall. Um, Dag Dag Rattler was also in a uh, in a band called Hoodoo Gurus, which is hmm. some real labyrinth shit. Oh, Dag Rattler. <laughs> Dag Rattler and the Hoodoo Gurus. Wow. God. They remind me of the babe. <laughs> this guy um i got i got nothing else this film's i don't think i'd watch it i don't know i don't think i'd watch it again i mean i didn't hate it but like i the more i talk about it and the more i think about it the more problems i have with it and i'm i'm so irritated by the fact that they don't show so many of the like the important things like fix this film have less people then there's less people to care about there's bigger stakes 
show these people figuring it out that stuff is not boring right. like i enjoy all of that stuff and that's not just because i'm a bit weird like i like seeing the process of something you can have it in like a montage or however the heck you want to do it you can yeah. rocky train in montage it but like at least just show us how they did it and how they got to that point don't just have stuff happen and not just like insignificant stuff mm-hmm. like they mm-hmm. built like a pretty i mean it looks stupid but like they built this guy like a scuba suit right. that he could like go uh, walk underwater with like that feels like something that we probably need to see yes as the audience right i would like to see it certainly but yeah this film just doesn't care to show you the things you want to see the other (laughs) thing too is so this dude's buddy gets eaten who's like the brother of the girlfriend right and so that's why they split is because the dude feels guilty that his brother her brother died um yeah i really was thinking and honestly hoping that they were going to imply that it's the same shark (laughs) <laughs> little jewels the revenge yeah scenario. and so like <laughs> i had seen the imdb i had seen the 5.2 mm-hmm. and that happened and then i was like so this guy's gonna have to deal with the shark mart and i was like are they gonna say this is the same shark because i was like anyone who gives this a 5.2 and is fine with that shit has to like jaws the revenge like there's like yeah <laughs> and so they didn't they didn't imply that they just that's why mm-hmm. he has a chip on his shoulder about sharks but that's it um so i was a little disappointed that they didn't commit to the bit of like <laughs> this is the same shark that killed your your brother-in-law um, yeah back for more <laughs> yeah yeah so i was like kind of hoping that was gonna happen and then it didn't and then also i don't know if you read the wikipedia page that there was a planned sequel to this movie yes there was uh i think they so it was meant to be something involving a plane mm-hmm. and then they nixed it because like something malaysia the happened. malaysia airlines the plane, yeah flight 370 <laughs> that just disappeared over the ocean um, yeah, yeah yeah and they were like maybe we shouldn't i mean this this film was after like the tsunami right like the oh, do you remember the one that happened on like thailand? boxing day um yeah. right was it thailand yes uh indian ocean yeah yeah thailand 2004. Boxing day tsunami. 2004 yeah so it's like it i mean i guess i don't know if they just went like oh that was far enough away that it wasn't like yeah, super similar I mean, it was, but it was, the, it was the first thing i thought of yeah so. it was eight years away this was the sequel or it was eight years after the sequel here was in 2014 which is when the plane disappeared it was the same year okay so yeah 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 I, yeah okay that makes sense <laughs> yep man this is not a good movie. so another interesting thing about well kind of interesting thing about this film is that like it did not do well like at all in australia i think it made like less than a million i think it was eight hundred thousand it made in australia but then it did absolute numbers in china uh i think it was like 24 million or something it made in china alone i didn't realize um which is absolutely bonkers but yeah that's the the market apparently (laughs) so all right. The film was released on DVD in Australia on 16th January 2013 without the 3D subtitle as bait. It was only released in 3D on Blu-ray. Huh. Yep. 
<laughs> well, there we go. Do you have anything else to, <laughs> to no. say about this film? Um, what We've I will say is... out as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, I would not watch this again because i did not enjoy my time with it i would much rather watch (laughs) i think any other movie we've watched this season like shark exorcist accepted uh over this because i think there's so many movies like i would i mean so far of the of the movies that we've watched this season like if i was to throw on a stupid shark movie deep blue sea is still the gold standard for me and then the last half hour of Meg 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, like like we said earlier, this there's a fairly even split between, like, shark movies, movies and then, like, dumb shark movies. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of covered both of those mm-hmm. on this and have still got more to come. I would say we've got more dumb ones to come and then, like, a semi-sensible one to finish things on. Shallows. Uh, with the shallows. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, if I wanted to watch a dumb one of the ones that we've watched, it'd be Deep Blue Sea. If I wanted to watch a shark film of the ones that we've watched in this season, it'd probably be The Reef, actually. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I kind of feel like Deep Blue Sea splits the difference enough to where it can operate as both a little bit. Sure, yeah. Like, it's dumb. Like, it's dumb as shit, for sure. But, like, it's pretty good. Yeah. I think it's still the most entertaining movie we've watched so far this season. Yeah, I I would agree actually, and like, it's it is silly, but it's like we said on that episode. There's enough stuff going on in that film aside from the sharks that is actually still pretty interesting. Like, it still functions as like a pretty good disaster yeah. movie, even when you take the shark element out of that. And I think that bait leans a bit too hard in the other direction. It kind of really plays down the disaster. Mm element of this until right at the end when you suddenly discover that like the whole world is ruined right. or whatever it's trying to do and it's like yes that you know the, the the sharks are kind of the main threat but there's there's other stuff like they they say at the start like oh the water level is rising mm-hmm. that never comes yeah. into play later yeah. on there's the danger with the electricity that's another thing mm-hmm. like also how long are these people like trapped in there for like what are they doing about food and water and like there's there's other things you could focus yeah. on in this film the sort of like the all of the other dangers that are at play in this situation like some of them get hurt some of them have got injuries or or whatever that they picked up because they've just been thrown around this supermarket by a huge wave right. you've got all of those those things still affecting these characters before you even add the sharks into this but it's just like i don't know as soon as the sharks turn up that's the only thing and then suddenly they're able to do all of these things with no explanation yeah no nothing to how they got there how they managed to pull this off or anything else it's just kind of like yep we're a dumb shark movie now not a disaster film and it's like you can be both like look at deep blue sea but yeah yeah yeah, it just feels like it tries to do the Deep Blue Sea thing and then doesn't understand, like, what makes that movie work. Yeah. Which is tension. Yeah, and, completely. Like, um... Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> also... That does have a lot to do with it, doesn't it? And I love Cool Joe as well, yeah. to be fair. I think it's so great. He's great in it. Yeah, ladies love Cool James. It's real good. Real good. Uh, his hat is like a shark fin. Um... <laughs> Okay, I think that I think that'll do it. Yep. Um, 
I've not put them on our uh, show notes because we only had two tweets and neither of them are really about the film. Right. But I'll just read them out anyway because they made me laugh quite a lot. Um, we had one from uh, at Steve Russell who said, I worked for the co-producer of this. I read the script a lot, but I could never quite bring myself to watch it. I might listen to your pod on it instead. Good so, call. Hi, Stephen, if you're listening. I'm so, <laughs> so sorry, but yeah, good call. It sounds like that he wasn't sort of dying to watch yeah. it. So <laughs> I think everything we've said still stands. Um, and then uh, at Wrath of Khan said, because uh, I put hashtag bait, in the mm-hmm. in our tweet so did you test that hashtag before posting i just clicked on it and the results were decidedly non-sharky yeah i kind of like i didn't think that the only things that would come up when clicking on that would be about this like stupid shark movie that no one's seen yeah. so <laughs> i tend to just hashtag stuff because it means people find it if they're looking yeah. for stuff about the film but yeah that's funny um so yeah we did uh, i'm guessing people just haven't seen this film because we they were the only responses that we got. Yeah, so. is, you don't have to. It's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> what I will say to close on a, a dog fact um, is that. <laughs> oh, yeah, does Bully have any more because credits? Obviously. Well, no, he does not. I couldn't even find him on the IMDb credits. Ah. You better believe that was the first thing I did mm-hmm. after finishing this mm-hmm. film. But what I did find out is that there are three different. Pomeranian actors ah. uh, who play bully. Uh, one for swimming, mm-hmm. one for barking, and one for running. <laughs> and I just am quite amused by the idea that, like, this dog on its resume or whatever is like, I will only do the swimming. I'm really good at barking. And then the other one's like, yeah, running. That's that's my only thing. Like, they couldn't find a dog that could do all three. So they just got three little dogs to do, <laughs> to do the different bits. It's real stupid. Um, yeah, that's it. I got nothing yeah. That's my, my dog fact. Um, uh, thank you to everyone listening and a special thank you to our patrons as well. Uh, you can become a patron by going to patreon.com forward slash Jaws for a minute. Uh, there you will find all of our bonus content uh, where we talk about what have we done so far? Shark Exorcist, Ouija Shark, soon to be Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus, and Santa Jaws. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus all of the bonus episodes we did for our Spielberg season, all the other fun stuff. Um, yeah, it'd be really great if you guys are able to. It's £3 or $3, I think, uh, per month. So if you are able to support us in that way, that would be super, super helpful. Um, and yeah uh, thank you to those who are patrons already um so shout out to tim eric blake andrew rachel katie mike callum cameron jack chris and the uncut gems podcast uh mj do you want to i just didn't brief you on this but all good do you want to plug our other little little podcast yeah uh so (laughs) we got a new podcast um it is called let's party with marty and it is a martin scorsese themed podcast uh the man the myth the legend himself he joined letterboxd and he wrote a list of 59 films that he views as companions to his own body of work and sarah and i saw that and said oh it's a podcast um that's something we (laughs) we want to do and so we are going to watch every single one of those companion films and the corresponding martin scorsese film um each film is going to get its own dedicated episodes so um 
Episode Zero is out in your feed for Let's Jaws for a minute right now, and um, its own feed as Let's Party with Marty. Um, and from there, you'll find us on the Let's Party with Marty feed. Our first episode is about the John Cassavetes film Shadows, um, which uh, Scorsese cites as the film that made him essentially get off his ass and make something like that's the film that that basically told him he could do this and so we're going to do that first so it's there's one episode before we get to a martin scorsese film proper um so we're going to do shadows and then we're going to do who's that knocking at my door which is his first feature length um film so yeah and then we'll be off to the races from there covering everything up through at this point up through killers of the flower moon so and beyond potentially yeah, we'll hopefully see. hopefully <laughs> yeah gosh i hope i really hope we've got more <laughs> we've got more to cover someone was saying it was like because i think we've worked it out at like 98 episodes and someone was like oh i hope he gets to 100 uh, or yeah. like or has like you know makes another film and then has a companion film for that as well yeah. so it makes it like a nice round 100 yeah. but i want it I want it to get to 200, you know, because obviously right. I just want Marty films forever. Right. But Well, he's got one in yeah. development. Um, <laughs> yep. With There's a... at least one yeah. more coming. So, yeah. Yeah. So as, as you're listening to this, if it's all gone out on time and everything, if today is Friday as you're listening to this, then the first episode of Let's Party with Marty will be out on the following Tuesday. Um, so usually lj fan fridays let's party with marty tuesdays um is when our episodes release patron episodes whenever whenever we happen to fit it in around everything else um but usually one a month um so yeah you we won't talk about it extensively on every episode going forward we'll probably mention it just Mm -hmm. you know because we'll have some people listening to this who are not listening to that and vice versa so um yeah if that is something that interests you or you know someone who it might be of interest to then spread the word i am finding i'm just gonna have a mini elon musk rant if that's fine um i'm really finding it just because i did the socials for jules for a minute and i'm now doing the socials for let's party with marty i'm finding a real difference in terms of like how easy it is to just reach people who might be interested in this podcast like it was super easy or easier before to just kind of scoop up people who are into Spielberg, into Jaws, and by kind of interacting with them, like in their tweets and stuff, picking up some followers and people finding us that way. And I have been doing that with Let's Party with Marty. Um, And Scorsese has been spoken about a lot recently. So it's not even like, you know, he's literally just made another film. He's doing these fun TikToks with his daughter. Like there's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's, he's joined Letterboxd. Like there's, there's plenty of kind of like Marty discourse at the moment, especially as there's another Marvel film in cinemas at at the moment. So it's not like this person isn't being spoken about at all so i think the algorithm is just killing us slightly at the moment so if you are able to kind of spread the words give us a follow um on twitter i believe it's let's party marty on twitter um you'll be able to find it linked through rj fam anyway but yeah just tell people about it um share the podcast when the episodes go out um it would just really really help us out because obviously we're as we do with this show, pouring a lot into it. Um, we're both kind of behind the scenes reading 
slash listening to multiple books uh doing a lot of research and prep ahead of our first couple of episodes so yeah we we're enjoying all of that we will still make the episodes record them put them out there but obviously we want people to be listening to them and interacting with them as well so yeah that would really really help us out um as it would help us out with 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 this show as well like obviously we we have listeners (laughs) who listen to us um pretty regularly but yeah if you think that you know someone who would like to listen to let's jaws for a minute as well then tell them about it share uh subscribe rate on all of the podcatchers that helps us out as well um and yeah you can find us on uh social media so twitter instagram threads blue sky at jaws for a minute um there you will find a link tree which has got links to our coffee page to make a one-off donation our patreon where you can subscribe to get bonus content and where you can buy merch as well um party with marty merch incoming soon hopefully um you can find us individually on twitter as twitter as well i am at sarah buttery and mj is at mj smith 891 if you don't use any of the social medias well done uh you can contact us by email jules for a minute at gmail.com i think that is about everything so until next time it's jules o'clock somewhere